What's up, and welcome to the LWG podcast. I am your host, Aslam, aka Raw God of the Sun, accompanied by Dan Papa Sun Killer. How's it going, Dan? It's going great. There might have been a typo in that I've never noticed before. Dude, what 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 have we talked about about these typos? It I know I like to catch them and try to fix them if possible. That's the thing. So I'll let myself down. Do you want to run it one more time just so I can see it, just for the people? No, because okay, I because ha- I'm gonna have to edit it out. So no, you don't. You can just put it twice. This is the episode we're in. It. It's fun. All right. If you don't watch it, I'll, I'll, I'll it put it again. I'll put it All again. Right. No, you got it. You're fine. I misread the thing. I wasn't paying attention. You're fine. Everything's good. Fuck you. Hey, man, I'm proud of you. Yeah, so we were. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We were talking the other day, and I was telling you how I thought I misspelled battle. Mm. And I went through that whole rigmarole. No. Yeah, that was funny. No. but yes, welcome to the Los Wise Guys podcast. You know what? Before we go into like the main topic and uh, things, I have some breaking news for everyone that I, okay. I wanted to share. So yeah. I'm just going to run that real quick. Everyone, I'm old as fuck. That's yeah. the breaking news. Yeah, if if anyone uh is listening to the podcast version of this, Eslam put a graphic up, yeah. and at the bottom said "old as fuck," and "old as fuck," he changed the the two yeah. letters in the middle so it didn't say "fuck." But I love that it had nine K because it made me immediately think you're at least nine thousand years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm over nine thousand, bro. Yep. I'm over nine thousand. I'm old as fuck. It all started on Saturday. <laughs> we got old. That's what happened? Saturday night. I'm like, I'm in bed and I'm like, just like cracking my toes. You know what I mean? And <laughs> you can't just say that. Like that's just chilling in bed, just cracking my toes. You know, the usual, but I'm not like doing my hand. I'm just like, doing all right, this that's with... not, it's not helping, but all right. <laughs> I'm just doing this with my toes and they crack and stuff. Yeah, so I'm doing that. Yeah. And I think while I'm doing that, I pulled the muscle in my leg, like, at by like my Achilles tendon, and like by my ankle, and I woke up the next day, and shit was hurting. Mm-hmm. Shit was hurting, Dan. And I, I don't know, man. It just kept progressively getting worse uh, to the point where it literally woke me up in the middle of the night from the pain today. Like, uh, I had to get up and, like, limp my way to some Advil. Mm-hmm. Took three of those bad boys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just had to wait for them to kick in before I can fall back asleep because of the pain. Mm-hmm. And and I've been icing it all day today. And the swelling has went down. And, you know, I'm just it's old as fuck. Old as fuck. For that to happen... And, and you know what I mean? I, I don't know what to say, bro. I don't know what to say. So so I, I, ha- I have, you know, I, I have things that happen to me. But for the, for the most part, I'd say you're in all around better shape than me. You eat better than me. You work out more often than me. Um, you're just in better shape than me. But you keep having the weirdest things. It's like I'm very sore. I, I've I've I worked out yesterday. I worked out this morning. And I did. I went pretty hard. So I'm, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sore. But um, if I, like the average American, want to just crack my toes in the morning, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna injure my my uh, or near my Achilles tendon and cause swelling. Um, I don't think that would happen. I don't know what that Dude, is. Dude, I don't know what's been happening, but I, like my body's slowly falling apart. It really is. I've, I'm on my second cold within like a month. Mm-hmm. Did you and what? huh? I'm, did you forget what? They did not. I've been keeping them dry, but like I'm so upset that I know that about you. That if yeah. you get what you're gonna get sick. I hate that I know that. Yeah, about yeah. You. I've known you for too long. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just happened. I've been I've been good. I have like my leather boots, so now every time it rains, I wear leather my mm-hmm. leather boots. My feet have been getting wet a lot lately. That's wild. That's yeah. so it's so inconvenient. I hate it. 
I hate it's it the worst. That. It's the worst. There's nothing worse than a wet foot, you know? Oh, it's horrible. Yep. Horrible. Man. I hope you're still listening to this. <laughs> it's getting old. We get old as fuck. If you are still listening, um, let's get into the main topic. And the main topic today is our old reoccurring topic, Mount Rushmore. And the Mount Rushmore we are doing today in honor of N7, Mass Effect, and the number one fan, Henry, who suggested we do something for Mass Effect for N7, because uh, N7 day just passed. We are doing Mount Rushmore of the best Mass Effect crew members, um, in our opinions. So we're going to be throwing them out there. And once we tell you who this crew member is, we're going to tell you what we would put up on that Mount Rushmore, something that symbolizes them. Uh, so um, we can jump in right away. Let's do that. And uh, I'll go first. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, I want you to build it up before you. Never mind. OK. Yep. <laughs> I, I built it up. Here it is. <laughs> Well, people um, can't, the, the people who aren't watching, they don't know. So build it up for the people. They don't know. But this is one of my favorite characters in the whole series. Now, I haven't played Andromeda yet, so I don't know a lot of the any of the Andromeda characters. But this one's a staple in all three games. Um, you can say he's the vice captain. You can say he's the right-hand man. You can say he is, you know, just... If if Shepard wasn't the one that was picked for this missions, this would have been the next up in line. To, I mean, and that's that's an actual fact from the game. Actually, to defeat, I, I did not know that. Yeah, but that's that would be my guess. That's amazing. Yeah. I think he was supposed uh, to be up and running to be Spectre, and then they were just like, now that they went with the human. I could be wrong about that, but if I remember correctly, it was supposed to be him. And um, you know, so Garrus is my first um. Mass Effect crew member for Mount Rushmore. Now, can you uh, refresh my memory of his name, his nickname in the second game? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to jump in real quick. And I just want to say Garrus Vicarian is also on my Mount Rushmore as well. He, Like you said, he's yes. the right-hand man. He is the number two. He is the, the, the second in, in command to uh, Shepard. And one, one thing that you would like, uh, what you're trying to say is he's also the Archangel. Like this man, yes, thank you. Is just a badass. Um, and one thing he mm-hmm. is, he is justice. Um, curious for caring. Yes. He's, he's he's all about uh, you know, bringing the justice out there, whether it's whether it, it's approved or not. Uh, that's the thing. That's why he didn't want to be one of those CSEC officers no more because they just kept on holding him back. He's like, no, if I team up with a Spectre, I can do I can do what I need to do. I can dole out justice. I can protect the universe. Um, and that's what he was all about. Because in CSEC, he had too many restraints, too many restrictions. So he broke out. He did what he had to do. In the second game, he's the Archangel, where this man forms a gang to take down all the other gangs <laughs> because mm-hmm. they're ruining like this already like horrible area in uh, Omega. And uh, yeah, man, now Garrus is just badass. He has to be on everyone's Mount Rushmore for uh, favorite crew members in Mass Effect. I think so. I think if you don't have him on your list, something's wrong with you. You didn't play the game right. But Garrus Vicarian. So for me, since I'm going to use his moniker of Archangel for my Mount Rushmore, and I'm going to put the Archangel uh, Gabriel there. So that's going to be... But we're not going to show his face. It's just going to be, you know, uh, wings, angel wings. So that's going to be my Mount Rushmore representation. So, so for me, for Garrus Vicarian, what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do something uh, unusual by keeping it traditional. I will put his face up there. Oh, um, because it, it already looks like a bunch of rocks. And <laughs> I, want, I want the uh, the visor, the, okay. uh, the the visor, and I want the scar. Yes, yes, the Archangel scar. Um, and I, I want that up there. Nice, um, nice. The first time I think I've ever just put, I think anyone has ever in our, you know, podcast has ever just put a true face up on a Mount yeah. Rushmore the way it's supposed to properly be. But it, I, I have too much respect for Garrus to do anything else. So there you go. Uh, no, that's a good point. Huh. 
All right, next up, I think this is another one on both of our lists, but um, I'm going to move forward. Um, the the if if Garrus is <clears throat> the right hand, I would say this character is the left hand. Uh -huh. I'd say this character is third up on the crew. Very important uh, with her work and her connection to the main character, which is Shepard. Uh -huh. So next up for me is Liara to Sony. Uh -huh. um, one of his paramours and a friend and a partner throughout the three games, whether she's a paramour or not, always there. Uh, so, um, I really enjoyed uh, Liara's character. Uh, she was like, she's kind of annoying in some parts, but for the most part, I really enjoyed her character. I need to do like a replay where, because um, I remember you told me you did it where you chose her as your paramour for all three games, and the yeah, story I've made done, a little I've, bit I've more sense. As the as the love interest, um, one I mean, Garrus is also an option for a love interest. I I don't know if you have to be female to have Garrus, mm -hmm. um, but he is a love interest. But no, yeah, I did that with Liara because uh, I played through the games a few times, and the story, uh, the love interest that makes the most sense to me story wise yeah. is Liara. It does, um, yeah, that makes it, sense. you know, yeah, it makes the most sense. Where one of the things I like about her is you see so much character growth. Now you see that with a lot of the characters, mm -hmm. but I feel like with Liara specifically, where she's just she's just a an architect, not an well, architect. She... Wow, not, um, she is a um. If you want to learn about architects? Check out last week's episode. Um, <laughs> she is a archaeologist, is what I meant to say, and she yeah. wants to learn about uh, different like Prothean, Prothean um, uh, artifacts. Artifacts. Thank you. And when she, she's just this young girl who's only like a hundred years old, and she's, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like just a kid, and she's like, "What's going on?" She stumbled upon this whole thing, and then she joins up with this crew. This guy's a specter, and he's a human. He's like, "I don't know what the hell's going on." And you get to that point, you get all the way to the end of the third game, and you see she's like this established um, character. And one thing I want to say: if you said Garrus is the right hand. Now the left hand is. Usually the right hand is out in the light. The left hand is like the sneaky hand. It's the hand that you don't know what's doing. And that works yeah. because she is the shadow broker. <laughs> yeah, she becomes the shadow broker. So it's like there's 100%. so much there's so much with Liara where it's like she just goes from this like Prothean archaeologist to then becoming like almost like yeah, a naive character in the first exactly. game. Exactly. To the point to where she knows total everything badass. about everyone. Like yeah. she she's an information broker. She knows yeah. every detail about everyone there's ever been. Um so it's it's great. Even in the Andromeda game. Later on, when you're looking through notes and stuff, you find out, like, Liara, as the Shadow Broker, is, like, you find, like, notes throughout, like, the game or whatever, like, from nice. her. Um, so, yeah, man, Liara is one of the most important characters in Mass Effect, arguably the most <laughs> important character uh, in Mass Effect, not counting Shepard. So, yeah, man, obviously on my list as well. So, for Liara and uh, Shepard's, like, love... Um... For me, for Mass Effect 4, if they don't bring back Shepard, um, I would love for the main character to be the offspring of Shepard and Liara. So, like, uh, an Asari named Shepard. Uh, so, that's what I would like to see. I'd be down but, for that, but then you're going to have a bunch of people. Liara wasn't my romance interest, so I can't. Do, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the only Yeah, that's, that's fine, but fuck those people. Who, yeah, who but I mean, you got to. They gotta, don't know. They don't know. You can't do that. Even if I, I'm down with that, I, I feel like Liara is the true love interest. You can't do that. I, I can do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> what All these cool? people can go to now, hell. What would be cool? You get to pick who the offspring is. And that mm. way you can continue your story. It was like, so whoever wants it to be Liara, they could be Liara. If they want it to be Garrus, if they want it to be um, Tally or Jacob or Ashley or. Uh, someone else i can't think of another one morden mm -hmm. um like you could be one of their offspring with shepherd i think that's interesting to go interesting yeah that would be cool yeah that makes more sense but i'm gonna be a tyrant and i'm just gonna say it's liara's offspring with shepherd okay. right. yeah all right um all right let's move on uh my next up huh. is gr oh wait we didn't say um sorry forgot um what i want to do the Mount Rushmore. No. Um, you didn't say. Oh no, you didn't say yours. Yeah, what is yours? Did you say yours? You're just no, gonna I didn't. put her face. No, I didn't. Okay. Um, I haven't um, decided yet. I want to hear yours. 
Honestly, I don't know how to represent Liara. I, I really don't. I would legit... I'd have a bunch of zeros and ones. Oh, as the shadow broker. Okay. That's it. Okay. We don't know who the You know what? Is. I'm going to put her face. Okay. I'm going to put her face sure. as... Uh, yeah. She deserves it. If, if she wasn't the shadow broker, I would legit would put her face up, but we're not supposed to know that she's the shadow broker. We're not supposed to know what she looks like. I'll put her face with a hoodie. There you go. Perfect. And some sunglasses. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so next up for me... Um, is my man Grunt. Now, Grunt uh, is one of two, forgot the species, um, that we Krogan. play with. Huh? Krogan. Krogan. One of two Krogan that we play with. The first one is Rex. And I really love Rex. But Grunt was just funnier for me. He was a really cool character. He was grown in the lab. And he had to go on this path uh, to almost find out who he is and what he wants to do. And it was it was fun playing that story. Uh, I would say a little bit more fun than for me than Rex's story. Rex was uh, already a Krogan. He was wanted to help his people and stuff, and that's all good. And but I don't know. Grunt had, uh, I had a lot more fun with Grunt in the story. It's like they wanted to bring back Rex for the second game, but like Rex had obligations. So they're like, we're going to throw in Grunt. And I enjoyed him way more than Rex. So uh, yeah, Grunt is my my third option. Um, See, that, but... that, that's that's a great one. I don't have Grunt for mine. I like Grunt, uh, the character. I, I love Grunt, the character, actually. Um, yeah, I, I, I probably put him on par with Rex. I, I don't know if it's a fever dream or not. I still feel like you could have Eve as a party member, or maybe I'm just that's I'm misremembering. Who's so Eve? I, the female Krogan. Mm. I could be wrong about that. I think if you make certain decisions, she could be, but I, I might be wrong about that. Okay. Um, are we, is this my turn or is this yours as well? Uh, well, I'm gonna let you say who's yours, and then we'll. Well, well, who do you want to put? What do you want to do for Grunt? I'm well, I'm gonna to think about that while you talk okay. about yours. All right. Um, I, I wanted to build mine up, but you just said no. Nah. All right. But anyway, um, for mine, I, I want to take another character that I feel like had a lot of growth, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a lot of mystery behind this character simply because we never got to see their face, or so we thought until the Mass Effect Definitive Edition came out. If, if that's how it's called, I forgot what the new one was called. But anyway. Talizora Vos blank. It could be Talizora Vos Nima, or as we later get to know her, Talizora Vos Normandy. Um, Tally is a great character. You see her, she's just a kid. Um, she's, I feel like when you first meet her, it's almost like, uh, it feels like a side mission uh, when you're uh, in the, um, oof, what's it called? The the main hub in the first game. I can't remember the name. The Citadel. Thank you. Oh, when you're in the Citadel and, uh, <laughs> It's just like uh, you just randomly run into her, and it's just like, oh yeah, this this um this this I forgot what their species is, but this uh, whatever it went ahead and they're stealing stuff from me. And she's like, no, I'm not. Blah blah blah. I'm just on here on my pilgrimage from my race. This is how we do things. Blah blah blah. And then you could decide like, hey, I want to help this girl out, or just you don't give a shit. And then you help her out. Next thing you know, she's a crew member. I was like, oh, I guess she's part of my crew. Later on, Tally becomes one of the most important characters. Has arguably the best storyline in all of mass effect in terms of like the uh the revolution with the geth Mm -hmm. and her species and then you have the final fight on her planet uh which their her race hasn't been to in forever so it's just like talizor end up becomes like one i mean talizor um that is her name talizor yeah Um, i I was mixing up with liar um so yeah tally becomes like one of the most badass characters and uh, i just love everything about her like her species, her 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 group, her story, her relationship with um, with Legion, uh, and then if you do not romance her or romance Garrus, they romance each other, and mm-hmm. I'm like, that's awesome. So it's just like I don't know, just all around. Liara, I mean, uh, I keep mixing up now. Fuck yeah. it. Oh, Tally, Tally is an amazing character. Uh, for Tally, I do want to have her helmet though. Her helmet with the hoodie, like you ha- it's a classic. You have to do it. For the Mount Rushmore, one hundred percent. 
Um, for Grunt, I'm gonna put the Krogan Homeworld uh, as a Mount Rushmore. Just the just the planet. Tachanka. Yeah. Tachanka. I was giving you a chance. I was like, you got it. Oh, you thought I was gonna remember that shit? <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna. Why don't you oh, build I'm up sorry. your last? Yeah. Character? Okay. Last sorry. thing with Tally, it's gonna have her helmet, and then it has to say Key Lasalai under it. Key Lasalai. Yep. <laughs> All right, why don't you build up your last um, Mount Rushmore member? All right, so um, as you can see, the first three that I had, because we shared the same first two, mm-hmm. they are in Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. This character made so much of an impact, I was like, no, no, no. This dude only showed up in the second game, and he's not even really a crew member in the third game. And that doesn't matter because of how badass he is. I'm talking yeah. about Dr. Morden Solis. So... Morden is an amazing character. Um, when you first meet him, you're dealing with the uh, the whatever plague is going on in that one sector of Omega. Mm-hmm. And then he's the only doctor who's like willing to try to save people because it's killing off... I believe it's killing off Turians. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so Turians can't go in there. And what, there's one gang that's kind of just being run by Turians. So it's like, all right, somebody's doing this on purpose. And Morden's in there. He's like, you know, what? I'm just going to stay here. I'm going to cure the people. And everyone's just like, oh, you know, there's this ruthless doctor, blah, blah, blah. It's him. And he is quick to kill somebody if he needs to. It's like he'll kill whoever he has to kill to save whoever it is that he has to save because he is a doctor. And he is just all around badass. You find out that he took part in um, creating the genophage. Yes. And then later on, he's all like, you know what? We fucked up. I understand we fucked up. I need to I need to cure it. We need to we need to fix the genophage because we're we're basically getting rid of the entire Krogan race. And uh, depending on how you play the game, uh, he does, uh, well, no matter what, he does attempt to uh, sacrifice his life in order to save the whole Krogan race. Mm -hmm. Uh, In some games, he does. In other games, he doesn't. Um, But no, Morden Solis is great. And he's like a funny, quirky character, especially using on the ship. He's one of my favorite characters that I would go back and interact with. Um, One of which he's singing like a Solarian song. But it's based off of like some type of like American Broadway song. I forget what it is, but they just changed the words for his for his species. It was amazing. And uh, fun fact: their lifespan is shorter than that of humans, so yeah. he wouldn't have been around that much longer anyway. Very true. Sad to see, but more than Solus. Uh, for him, I want to put. Oh man, what do I want to put for Morton? Just a little his little antennas because he's got one that's like broken. There's one good antenna, one half antenna. That's what nice, I want from nice. Morgan Solis. Um, all right. So for my last Mount Rushmore, this person uh, was around all three games. He's mm. arguably one of the most important characters in the game. Mm. Um, without this person, you can almost say that the crew could have died many, many times. Um, and this is all right. I guess I'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> so Go he's on. not a crew member that you can actually play. He's a crew member. He's not a squad mate. Exactly. And mm. um, I picked him anyways because he was one of my favorites. He was great hilarious. Character. Great character. Uh, he was a great character. I always enjoyed speaking with him, and uh, it was just it was a lot of fun interacting with him and seeing his growth through the um through the show as well one thing i really oh, enjoyed about huh <laughs> i was like it's grunt again yeah uh one thing about this character is that he is the most ride or die character one of the most ride or die characters in the game um he followed shepherd everywhere he went he never questioned him um like other people did never doubted him and uh, always had his back and for my last character, I'm picking Joker, the the pilot of the Normandy, the Normandy Two, and um, one of the greatest pilots in the stars. So, yeah, I I picked him because it's he was great, man. I I don't know. I enjoyed the hell out of Joker. He was always funny. I enjoyed his back and forth with Edie in uh, Mass Effect Three. Um, him just trying to teach her uh human language and human nuance 
was some of the funniest shit um, in Mass Effect. And like I said, he was uh, he was a crew member that never like doubted Shepard. He was like when Shepard was working with um, Cerberus, he was there. When Shepard went back to the humans, he was with him. Like he was the pilot for Shepard. So Shepard trusted him. I trusted him, and uh, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed this character, so I had to put him on the list. And his yeah, Mount Rushmore is going to be the Normandy. Yeah, makes perfect sense. No, yeah, I'm. Joker's an amazing character. Um, Joker's one of my favorite characters as well. And the image you have here, it's of, of him saluting. How many bones do you think he broke just to do that? <laughs> A lot. Uh. <laughs> but no, I mean, hell, you have one part of Mass Effect 2 where you're playing the game and it's literally like, okay, be Joker play the game what do you do yeah. limp from one end of the normandy to the other and don't yep. die doing it <laughs> yeah yeah oh you do actually i i remember that you do actually yeah. get to play him for a second so technically well he's no a, he's, he's never a... he's never been a crew member you play as him you never yeah. play as any of the other crew members you only play as shepherd and as joker that's true even more of a reason to have him on there he was that special <laughs> the only other playable character of the mass effect trilogy yeah not counting the Pretty most much. three, but yes. But yeah, man. So that is my Mount Rushmore. Uh, it's funny we picked. Uh, we picked uh, pretty much the. Uh, uh, well, you picked seventy-five percent of yours were the main crew members from Mass Effect One. Yeah. Mine were fifty percent. <clears throat> well, seventy-five percent also, but one of them not. You know. Um, I don't know. I think they hit it out of the park with the first crew. Uh, the crew. But the but Mass Effect crew, uh, Mass Effect Two crew was really really great as well. Um, and Liara is not a technically not a crew member. Uh, she's and, only in the DLC for one portion. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Very true. Um, so I w I can't wait till I have time and I'm not dying um, to go back and do a run through another one of uh, Mass Effect. Uh, and and get get your hands on Andromeda like Andromeda. I'm gonna be real. It's not as good as the other Mass Effect games, mm -hmm. but it's it's in that world, and I, I know that you enjoy that world. Oh, one hundred percent. I still, every, from time to time, I, I just ponder the story, yeah. and uh, the like the um the replic not replicators, uh, replicators, the reapers, the reapers. Sorry, yeah. replicators are from um the the, the show, the the um Stargate. Oh. They one of the one of the bad guys were replicators. What do you know about Andromeda exactly in terms of the story? You had told me that uh, they they sent a ship to the Andromeda galaxy before like the war started before like the end of Mass Effect Three. So like the people before the end of Mass Effect Two. So it's oh, like okay. Mass Effect Three. They don't even know any of that shit's happening. Yeah. So these. Um, the people that get to Andromeda don't know anything about what's happening in the Milky Way galaxy. So yeah. that's all I know. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, they're out there and they're just like, it's the few people that are just like, hey, so Shepard's been back and forth to the Citadel and he's working with Cerberus now. And for some reason, I'm hearing more and more people talk about the Reapers. I don't know what the fuck's up. And then a few people are just like, yo, the Reaper shit's real. And everybody that like believed it and they're mm -hmm. like, all right, let's bring representatives of each race, put them on these different ships. And we're going to shoot them off into the Andromeda galaxy and try to yeah. find a habitable planet or habitable planets where we could, you know, move on and just get away from the Reaper invasion. Yeah. So the game is all about trying to find a home world. Nice. Uh, and then you do meet like new races, new alien races and stuff like that. And you're trying to figure out what's going on. And yeah, there's, there's a lot like they drop the ball in a lot of things and uh, visually and the game itself isn't the greatest, like in terms of like gameplay and um, just the basically just the game itself it breaks down yeah. a lot there's a lot of bugs but you could see like the bones are there it's like they they tried to do something um yeah. with a little bit more time maybe that would have fixed it i don't know but it's worth playing okay no i'll definitely get to it eventually yeah. but there's definitely more important things right now to play so i'll get i'll get to it um maybe we'll have another pandemic and i'll have more time to play video games so no. hopefully not but you know uh, we'll see what happens, but uh, that's it for Mount Rushmore and N7. Now, do you think we'll get any, um, obviously it's way too early, but 
do you think we'll get any news in the next year or two about uh, the possible Mass Effect 4 game? Oh, yeah, actually. It's been a mi- Well, I think, I think maybe... it's still too early in development. Well, they announced Mass Effect for, what, two years ago now? Was it two years ago? It might have been longer. but Yeah, but even if it was two years ago, though, that was two pandemic years. And yes, and I didn't even think about that, but the, the thing that I was thinking about that's going to make it even further out is, remember, this is Bioware, the same team that uh, they did Andromeda. It was, you know, not good. They did Anthem, which was trash. And then they're like, hey, we're going to give you Dragon Age 4. And it's we've been waiting on Dragon Age 4 for forever. It yeah. still hasn't dropped. So we know Dragon Age 4 has to come out before, before and Mass, Mass Effect, Effect Andromeda. And in, in that time when they were supposed to be working on Dragon Age 4, they're like, hey, here's the Mass Effect trilogy. And everyone's like, hey, this is awesome. But where's Dragon Age 4? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's Legendary Edition. But yeah, yeah, yeah give Legendary us... Edition, that's what it's called. So it's like everyone's still like, bro, we've been waiting for years for this shit. Let's yeah. get it. So um, they gotta they gotta deliver Mass Effect. I mean, uh, Dragon Age Four, and then we'll get Mass the uh, Four. we'll get Mass Effect Four unless they decide they want to do something else. You know, we'll you know we'll see. Um, but yeah. All right. I mean, yeah. Uh, I can I can wait. I have a lot of the stuff to play, catch yeah, up on. Yeah. Got um, God of War Ragnarok. I need to play Forbidden West. Persona Five's uh, on on Game Pass. I don't know if I'm going to play that. It's only 120 hours. That's <sighs> this just made me so tired. <laughs> made me so, so tired. Though. So tired. Like, it's the most anime game, too. It's like, it's so good. I've never been into anime games. Have never. You ever played an anime game. Only the fighting ones, but I've See, never been into no, them. Those don't count. Those don't count. Yeah. But I also don't want to read. Okay, I might put it in English. What's the problem? Oh, like they speak? Yeah. Okay. Like, cause some games they'll they'll like the character will come on and like it, it'll be in English. It'll come on and all they're just making sounds and you gotta read. I don't want to do that shit. All right, just yeah, Persona Five. Just switch it to English. You want English dub? Like you're good. Okay. They have English voice actors throughout the entire game. Oh, that's great. Okay, cool. Yeah. Maybe we'll see. Play it right fucking now. I'll watch. What? I said play it right fucking now. I'll watch. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> All right, let's get into some news. Um, <clears throat> um, let's get into some Power Bomb Weekly. Okay. Yeah. Power Bomb Weekly, your favorite podcast within a podcast, your favorite source of fan news. Um, you get all the wrestling news you need to know. Um, honestly, nothing too big happened in the world of pro wrestling. Uh, that being ironic because I'm going to talk about one of the largest men in professional wrestling, Braun Strowman. So, um, Crown Jewel happened, which is the Saudi Arabia pay-per-view. And with Crown Jewel, um, there was a match between Braun Strowman and Omos, two very, very large men, uh, basically just crashing into each other over and over again. It was better than most people expected it to be, uh, especially for Omos being not that great of a wrestler. He's, he's, he's getting better. Now, after this was over, Braun Strowman goes to Twitter and he's like, hey, Omos, we did it. Look at us. It's true. The biggest men are the best wrestlers in the world. Nobody wants to see the smaller guys that should be bagging your groceries, doing some bullshit. And then everyone else in the world is like, hang on a bro, hang on a second, Braun Strowman, you need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so he said all that. Uh, wrestling fans are just going ham on him, just saying shit. Wrestlers themselves from WWE and other companies were like, bro, shut the fuck up. Um, Mustafa Ali even said, hey, can you remind me again, how do I get fired by WWE? <laughs> so, oh, wow. Happened, and then he Shots fired. Yeah, and then Braun Strowman was just like, all right, he said some shit to Ali. I forgot what it was, probably wasn't and then uh, Strowman comes out. He's like, no, it's all good. Um, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I guess you guys took it personally. Do I now have to pay Elon Musk $8 to say this? Um, so that was his- <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah, it was like a little, little story. If you want to jump over to the next one. Also, before I forget, this is Wrestle Talk News by Con- Connell Rumsey, this story. 
All right, so MJF, a little while ago, I said was going. he was auditioning for a movie uh, when he was over in Vegas or he went to Hollywood. I forgot what it was. Uh, looks like he was actually in the, in the works to play uh, a character in the Iron Claw biopic. Um, so this is going to be a movie made about the Von Erich family, uh, probably the curse of the Von Erichs. This is a famous wrestling family from back in the 80s in Texas where almost all of them died. Uh, due to suicide or different things. He's going to be playing as... Don't tell me I forgot the name. Uh, the non... They got this one guy to pretend to be part of the family. Kevin Von Eric. And uh, looks like MJF's going to play him. Um, so, you know, that's cool. It is what it is. Uh, not the biggest news story, but the reason why I brought this in is because I want to talk about the next slide, Islam. Also, this is another WrestleTalk episode by Connell Rumsey. Now, the next slide... Uh, another oh, person who's going to be in the movie okay. is Zach Efron, who is going to be playing uh, Kevin. No, I just said Kevin. No, Zach Efron is Kevin Von Erich. MJF is going to be playing okay. the other Von Erich. <laughs> it's the Von Erich no one liked. That's why I can't remember it. <laughs> but anyway, um, Zach Efron, with his funny outfit and hair, is going to play, play uh, Kevin Von Erich. I think he's the only Von Erich still alive from that generation. His Damn. sons do wrestle now. Everyone else, the father, everyone else passed away. Uh, all his brothers, sadly. They had one brother who went to WWE and wrestled for a little bit. Uh, turns out he was having a little problems with wrestling while he was out there. The man had half a foot and nobody knew. So he would just like wear, wear a boot. That's wild. And he would wrestle with like a foot, like a foot and a half. And still be able to go out there and wrestle like day in and day out, which is insane to me. Uh, I believe that was Carrie Von Eric. Um, but yeah, if you want to go to the next one, Russell. <clears throat> all right so this one uh another wrestle talk news story by connell rumsey this man has been going hard uh with the news so nick aldis recently got suspended uh from nwa we don't know if that means he's officially done or not nwa uh national wrestling alliance is being run by billy corgan uh member of the Smashing Pumpkins, like I alluded to earlier, Eslam, with that song. Mm -hmm. And um, he runs NWA. He's been doing so for years. And uh, Nick Aldis has basically been the face of the company. This was the top wrestling promotion back in the day, which has slowly been trying to come back. And uh, it's 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 getting better here and there. They had some, uh, some lulls because of the COVID, and they're starting to get better. But throughout all that, Nick Aldis was the face of the company. Now, a little while ago, they did an entire uh, show uh, dedicated for, like, a women's of wrestling. WWE had done it a few years back, and it was a pretty good success. NWA is like, hey, we want to do that. We want to represent women's indie wrestlers because there's a lot of good women wrestlers out there. Let's do that. Um, the numbers weren't that great. Again, this was during the COVID era, so it wasn't too numbers-wise. I don't know if it was too much money. There were really good matches. There were good, It was a good show overall. And Billy Corgan went on record saying something along the lines of, uh, hey, this didn't draw too much, so chances we're not going to do this. Feel like women wrestlers can't really, you know, headline like that. Now, uh, I could be taken out of context. Definitely check out the story by Donald Russell, if you're 100% sure. Um, and then he went on to talk about Nikki James, Nikki James being the wife of Nick Aldis. Um, so Nick Aldis went out, said a whole bunch of shit on Twitter, talking about, like, yo, Billy Corgan sucks, and he's trash, and that and the other, so he's now suspended, and we don't know what that means. We don't know if he's going to be, you know, uh, you know, if he's going to be forced to work without pay, or if they're going to keep him at home and stay in the stay home. We don't know what's going to happen. But as of right now, Nick Aldo is a faith in FWA. I'm sorry, next slide? Yep. Okay. All right, now, this is another one. Uh, Talk about headlining uh, women's wrestling. So New Japan Pro Wrestling and Stardom uh, uh, is going to do this crossover. Uh, Stardom being the top uh, women's Japanese wrestling promotions, uh, NJPW being the top men's promotion. And this is actually called Stardom Historic Crossover because it's Japanese, and that's what they do when they come up with names of things. And the headliner is not going to be any of the men. There are men fighting on the card, but the main event is Mayu Iwatani versus Kairi, formerly known as Kairi Sane, in the uh, WWE, um, fighting for the IWGP uh, Women's uh, World Championship. So this is a story by Russell Talk and uh, written by SP3. Now, 
I'm not gonna go into details. They talk about uh, how important this is to have them headlining such a huge show in Japan uh, with men on the card, but the women are in the top main event. So if you guys want to check that out, definitely go on to Wrestle Talk, read about it and see what they got to say. But um, this is a huge deal. This is going to be a huge match. And these are two phenomenal wrestlers, two of the best wrestlers in the world by far, uh, with Mayu Itani and Kyrie. That's long. Next one, please. And this is the last one. So this one's not so much of a news story. It's more of a recap. Um, so like I was saying earlier with the first news story, Crown Jewel happened, the Saudi Arabia show. Overall, it was a Saudi Arabia show. It had good moments, but it wasn't the greatest show. The main event being Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul, who I forgot to type in his last name in the top there, uh, for the Universal World Championship. Surprisingly, a really good match. And it's funny because a lot of people are upset about having to say this. Logan Paul is a goddamn really good pro wrestler. Like, he's this is like his third match, and he's proven <laughs> he's good. Like, there's no denying, like, the man's good. Um, so it's. He went out there. He and Roman put on a great show. Also, Roman's a great wrestler, so he's also helping him look good. But you could tell, like, Logan Paul, obviously, is very athletic. Um, yeah, he's out there. He's put on one hell of a show, man. It's kicking ass. Nice. But, uh, yeah, man. So they went out. Jake Paul got involved. So did people on Logan Paul's podcast. Roman Reigns being part of the Samoan dynasty, the bloodline, all his brothers and cousins and everybody, they came out. Uh, every, it was all chaos. Everything was going on. In the end, Roman Reigns comes out on top stage champ, but there are moments where they're like, oh my God, they might actually put the world title on Logan Paul. Like <laughs> that almost happened. But uh, now, nah, man, overall, it was a great, great match between the two. And at the end, I think Logan Paul was injured. I don't know if it's true or not, but they were saying stuff with the uh, like ACL or MCL. I don't know, but hopefully it's nothing too serious. But yeah, man, overall, it was a great, great match between the two. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's a great picture. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, that has to be the picture. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I got for PBW this week. Not too much. Awesome. Thank you for sharing with us. Um, all right, let's jump into my entertainment news. Uh, lots has been happening in the past two weeks and, uh, let's continue. So you had made a joke about Elon Musk, um, and the wrestler having to pay Elon to say this on Twitter. Originally, Elon had, um, was gonna do twenty dollars for verification, and when he when they kind of put that out there in the ether, he got uh, pushback, and then he was like, "No, it's gonna be seven ninety nine, but we won't do it now. We'll do it after midterm elections." Um, I think the the main point behind this is to have uh, less bot accounts, and this will be a way of um, making sure that the person behind the account is a human. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's a good thing, but I'm sure there could be another way of doing it where um, you don't have to pay for verification. And then I think uh, everybody might like they kind of like want everybody to. So even me and you can get verified for like eight bucks a month. But then what does that mean? Does like people who are verified are usually like influencers or like famous people and such like that because they have the ability to influence people so you have to make sure they are who they say they are um and not just someone faking it so um i don't know how they're gonna do that uh maybe with the payment uh we'll get more features but i don't know what that would look like because like why would we pay why would you pay for something that you already get for free it's just it doesn't make sense but um we'll see where elon takes it he's a smart guy uh, next up, PlayStation VR 2 arrives February 22nd, 2023, and will cost you $549.99. Now, um, we posted up a question on our community tab on our Los, uh, Los Wise Guys YouTube page, and we asked, is this worth the price tag? Now, this is coming in at $50.00 more than the disc edition of the ps5 and a hundred fifty dollars more than the uh, digital version of the ps5 now ps5s whether it's digital or disc version have uh, has a bunch of exclusive games more coming out and they have some of the best games in general in gaming 
with PSVR, you don't have that catalog of games, right? It, you you have Call of the Mountain coming out. I'm sure you have you'll have experiences, but you're not gonna really have a bunch of games like the PlayStation. Now I understand this is a new technology, so therefore it's a little bit more expensive. But is it worth the money of five hundred fifty dollars without a big list of games? Now, Dan, as an as an owner of the previous PSVR, um, what do you think? Yeah, as somebody who yeah owns PSVR and PS5 with the disc edition, and uh, I love the VR. I, I didn't get a chance to use it as much because you have to remember that's like year one, so you know it's not gonna you're not gonna have everything. Think of it like PlayStation Year One versus PlayStation Year Five. You, we're not there yet. We're getting there. We're not mm-hmm. there yet. Now I see this and I see PSVR 2. I'm like, all right, that's cool. And they talk about it's going to have eye tracking. It's going to have haptic feedbacks like with the controller for the PS5. I'm like, oh, all those are great. And I see this price. And I was like, okay, so this costs more than the console. And I get where they're coming from. I understand it costs a lot of money to make it. Mm-hmm. But you also have to remember not everybody in the world has a PlayStation 5. Yep. So first off, it's already hard to get a PS5. So this only works on the PS5. So how many people are going to want to get this if they can't get the console? And then on top of that, how many how many people are going to want to pay? What's that? That would be nine hundred and fifty dollars if they want to get the one that doesn't have a disc version and yeah. get this. That's insane, and that's not counting any games. Or a thousand fifty dollars. Now it's it sounds insane, right? Paying a thousand and fifty dollars for two pieces of technology, but when you compare it to a cell phone, like if you're getting an iPhone. 14 pro that starts no. at a thousand dollars a pro max starts at 1100 yeah. so technically you're getting two pieces of technology one of them being the console which you will get a lot of enjoyment out of a lot of game now it's not the same as a phone where you you are using that 24 7 right yeah because that's um, the thing it's, it is apples to oranges at that point it's it is apples to oranges but i guess it's uh, if you if you look at it of what you can get with that amount of money and like people are so willing to pay 11 12 1300 for phone especially if you up the storage capacity um and then you know kind of looking at it through that light maybe it's worth it in the in the near future but as, at the dude, same time gamer, without yeah no this is in as, no way is this worth it <laughs> At the same time, yeah, if there's no large gaming catalog for it that's coming out with it other than Horizon Call of the Mountain, then what am I getting it for? Like, you could take... I mean, it's not only that. As I don't know if you're aware. It's not backwards compatible. Any games you got for PSVR 1, you would have to repurchase here. That's Yeah, that's a no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, and yeah. this is somebody, I would love to get this, but you're telling me $550? I know it's going to have Call of Duty, I um, mean Call of Duty, it's going to have uh, Call of the Mountain, it's going to have, there's supposed to be this Walking Dead game that's supposed to be really good, mm-hmm. that's supposed to be on there as well, Um, and we're going to get the, um, that one horror series, uh, the anthology one, I can't think of the name right now, they're going to, they're supposed to have a game on there too, so it's like, those are three supposedly good games. With that being said, bro, if this was $400, I'm still iffy iffy maybe i'll get it maybe i won't i don't know you're telling me it's 550 that's a straight up no. so what you think this price should have been 249.99 249 no that's that's two. i think 300 dollars would have been a sweet spot $299.99. Um, okay. yeah but at the same time they're losing money if they do that so i understand where they're coming from i understand why they're doing this and this is going to be for the diehard fans the people who mm-hmm. got psvr one day one I'm one of those people, and I'm telling you straight out, I'm not getting this. And most of yeah. what I'm hearing is the same exact people in the same boat as me or the people who liked VR. They look at this like, this looks like a great piece of technology. It looks awesome. There's not enough games. I can't bring my old games over, and it's too expensive. No. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. No, I, I completely understand. It's not a, it's not an appealing price point for what they're offering. But mm-hmm. they, they're offering you to invest in the future. So if someone, if you have money like that and you you can, but just push out five hundred fifty dollars without it, you know, hurting the the wallet, then why not? But otherwise, especially going into a recession and people are definitely more conscious of what they're spending their money on, five hundred fifty is not a great price point for me. I mean, but yeah. Uh, speaking of losing money, 
Microsoft loses up to $200 on every Xbox sold. Xbox head Phil Spencer reveals that Microsoft subsidies uh, subsidizes the cost of the new Xbox units uh, by $100 to $200 per console. I'm guessing $100 for the Series S and $200 for the Series X. The idea is that the games, accessories, and Game Pass sales will make up for the loss in, in the long run. Now, what that means is that Microsoft knows that it will not be selling as many consoles as its competitor, which is true, and they've already said this. Them subsidizing um, these consoles means that they want they would they want to get the consoles in your hand because they know that uh, their Game Pass, the accessories for the Xbox, and certain games will make up for the for the for that subsidizing and then in the long run when they get you to sign up for game pass it will uh, make up for that money which makes a lot of sense now coming off the conversation sony's price point of playstation psvr being a 550 i think if psvr did this strategy in the long run if they even if they made it mandatory to have a subscription for the psvr for the games that are coming out where you still have to pay for the games but you pay for them a cheaper price but the the subscription will help um make that uh initial entry point cheaper but you know i don't know maybe that wouldn't make sense and that would not be um as appealing to the consumers but who knows um all right let's move on speaking of another vr headset this vr headset uh can kill you if you die in a game and it was inspired by an anime now if you don't know what the anime was it's called sword art online where the creator of the game had locked people into their uh, headset and if they died in the game the the headset shocked them, shocked their brain, uh, pretty much fried it, and they died in real life. Now, I don't know why the hell they he would do this or wh why this is a, even a thing, um, but I just thought it was interesting. Now, I don't know if this actually does kill you. Say, how because, legit is it? Because it can be. Uh, they would never let it go on the market. Exactly. But I thought it was just very interesting Um and I wanted to share share it on here. I was trying to see if I can find anything more on it. Um, but, uh, yeah. Either way, I don't think this is 100% real. I don't know what these three things that are coming up are. But um, I think it's just a gimmick, um, obviously, and like a collector's item. Yeah. But you never know. Uh, I, I still don't think it'll kill you. Like, it's impossible. They would never put it into production. But, oh, I mean, did they say it's being sold? Uh, true. It could be just the one headset. <laughs> yeah. If you're brave enough. All right. Um, Gears of War's uh, live-action movie and animated series announced for Netflix. Here is Netflix going after another gaming property to create content for their streaming platform. And I don't even know if there's a story behind Gears of War because I've never played it. But I know oh, it's a popular game. So, do you think that'll make a good show? I mean, I mean, I never got into without the story. your biased, yeah, yeah, I never got into the story. I know that it has a story. I know there's a lot of people behind it that are gonna enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I, I I heard about the story, and they're just like, make the game, give us uh, Batista, give us Terry Crews, and then yeah. Xavier Woods is like also throwing the new day, and go, why not do all that? Yeah. yeah. I think Batista has already been announced to be part of the show. So well, he was in the game, like the last game. They they made it so that there was a character skin. The middle guy here, Marcus Phoenix, I believe his name is. Yeah. Where you could just change his appearance, and he's, it's basically just you're playing as Batista with glasses. Nice. <laughs> so. All right. Well, then that means Batista has another role coming to Netflix, uh, along with the Knives Out sequel. But yeah. All right. Next up, Star Wars Andor season two begins filming later this month. Um, and we'll bring us to Yavin. So, uh, we haven't finished season one yet. Um, and the season finale for season one yet hasn't aired yet. I think it airs next week. Uh, so 
it's uh it's good to see that the season two they had already planned for two seasons and a certain amount of episodes for each season looks like they're keeping to that and uh we're they won't prolong it too long and make it bad. So looking forward to finally catching up on Star Wars Andor and seeing how this season ends and what's gonna what it leads to the next season. Excited for that story. Um The Mandalorian season three premiere will be will reportedly release on February twenty second, twenty twenty three. So the first uh quarter of the new year. So, looking forward to season three of The Mandalorian. Uh, hopefully, we get a different type of story and writing for this season. And not just uh, running errands in space with the baby. So, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery uh, wants to focus on franchises, which will include Lord of the Rings, which they have the rights to create movies for. Uh, Harry Potter, Superman, and more. I guess with the flop of Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, Warner Brothers could be like, yeah, we can make better movies. And if they make a trilogy prequel about like the Silmarillion and it, it's way better than the show, that would be fucking hilarious. And it would I be mean, phenomenal. Yeah, I think at this point, if they did try to do Lord of the Rings, I. I honestly think they would go the other route and be like, what happens after Lord of the Rings? No. I think it would, I think it would be a sequel. I still do. want to see Morgoth. Can can someone give me Morgoth? You're going to have to do it yourself. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. And it's going to suck more than the Rings of Power because I can't write for shit. That's so. a lot of sucking. Oh, yeah. My throat hurts already. Um, HBO has canceled Westworld after its fourth season. Um I feel like Westworld could have been one of those shows that are like really popular because the concept is amazing. It's fairly but, popular. But it's it's I don't know, it just got overshadowed by <laughs> House of the Dragon and just Game of Thrones in general. Uh people just gravitated to that way more than this show, so it's not bringing in the same number, so HBO is cutting its losses wherever they can, so they could be more profitable and uh, more lean with their content. They're not just trying to put out uh, content in mass; they're trying to put out quality, which I salute my hat to you. Uh, Dodgeball sequels uh, only awaiting Ben Stiller's approval. Uh, this is exciting. I hope they do this. The only Vince Vaughn movie I enjoy. Um, Dodgeball. Listen, <laughs> with Dodgeball, uh, I just I can't imagine a sequel in this day and age just because of the original Dodgeball. And movies like that type of comedic movies back then would just is just don't doesn't run like that today. Uh, in the way of PC culture, what so, did they do? Um, like I, I literally just watched Dodgeball about a month ago. Or yeah. less. there's a bad guy making fun of fat people. That and that's not going to be that crazy. And they they kept on saying, "Oh, this one, the 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 uh, the female leader uh, lady, she might be a lesbian." Yeah, that uh, those are two things which they can get away with. Uh, can they? I don't know. Bro, I, I really I, don't know anymore. Between man. you, really between you and me, I I see. I take a lot of shit more personal than you do. I see something. I was like, oh, yeah. that's culturally incorrect. Like you let a lot of more things go more than I do. And yeah. I look at this and I'm just like, no, they could they could put the first movie as is and release it today. It's perfectly fine. Listen, if me. they make fun of culture, as long as it's funny and not making. Um, like a typical stereotype or you know being mean about the funniness mm-hmm. um i enjoy the jokes mm-hmm. uh but if it's like coming from a place of malice mm-hmm. then that's when i get like annoyed but that's what i'm saying dodgeball yeah. is perfectly fine trust me okay i hope so because i really enjoyed that first movie it was it was phenomenal yeah. i love ben stiller's character uh, I would love to see a return of that. Maybe they're training the the kids for a dodgeball tournament, and it's coach versus coach. But hey, we'll see. It will be hilarious. 
The Last of Us uh, HBO Max series has a release date of January 15th. So we won't have to wait too much longer for that to come out for us to watch it and enjoy the hell out of it. Super excited for that. We'll see. I have hope, man. I have hope. It's coming out before the wedding. So we might actually get to see it uh, and give an initial review before I disappear for two weeks. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, it is. It looks good. I, I won't deny that. It looks good, yeah. but I don't know, man. You know, it. you being skeptical like that is good because then you won't be let down when it sucks. Yeah. But I'm I'm having high hopes because again it's an HBO show and I feel like they yeah. really do things well, so I'm hoping for the best. I really am. All right, and last but not least, um, it's a little teaser of. don't like what that whole like why they why even make this like we know it's coming you know like why did they make this do do we know it's coming they finally like officially yeah. said it i know but that's what i'm saying they officially said it they didn't have yeah. to make a stupid te- like we this doesn't help us at all with the next season it's like hey we're gonna do we're gonna make a season two here's a mask that you've seen before this made me excited not at all. I, this, enjoyed, this, this, I enjoyed this I'm teaser less, a lot. I'm less excited about the show because of this. Damn, you like, suck. I enjoyed the excited. hell out of this. I was like, yay, more it's Sandman. They already, but they. I read the news story. It, I read the news story and I was like, okay, yeah. cool. Season two. I don't need a video. Why are you ruining the fun? <laughs> that was <laughs> dumb. And on top of that, when it first popped out, I thought it was banned from The Dark Knight Rises. And I was upset because you see, like, it's just that. And then you see the middle thing. I was like, Bane is coming back. Tom Hardy's Bane. He's back. And then I see this. Oh. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint. It's just Sandman Season 2, one of the great shows that has come out in the past year. Um, getting a sequel. Boo-hoo, Dan. Gosh. I mean, I'm excited about the show, too. But I was excited when I read the news article. You know, I didn't need Netflix to waste their resources on a video. A show that you love got canceled because of that video. I hope you know that. What show? I don't know, but show, you're you're gonna come up. <laughs> okay, you're I get what you're saying. Like in, a, in a week, <laughs> hey, guess what? This story got canceled. I'm gonna be like, hey, you remember the Sandman teaser trailer? And you're gonna say no, and we're gonna move on. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what's gonna happen. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, a show did get canceled so they can make that teaser because I'm sure it costs a lot of money. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's so funny. So you enjoy that. You enjoy it. next time. You know show what? You love I will canceled, enjoy, you that. enjoy that. I hope they don't cancel the Dragon Prince because I just finished watching season four and it was really good. Um, you can just watch this trailer a bunch of times. And they, um, and they, so uh, I had mentioned many times before that the Dragon Prince was made by the creators of uh, Avatar: Last Airbender, which I am mistaken. Well, uh, it was, huh? Right. Isn't it a book? What's a book? The Dragon Prince. I don't know if it was a book or not, but uh, a producer and a writer from Avatar: The Last Airbender are the creators of the Dragon Prince, not the actual creators of Avatar: The Last Airbenders, because those they're two different people. Yeah, Brian Konietzko and yeah. Else. So those guys are not the creators. So I just wanted to correct my um, information that I was saying, but. They out in season four. They 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 threw in something that was really funny, uh, a, a little homage to Avatar. Someone was riding a dragon, and the dragon wouldn't do anything, and he kind of just gave up and was like, "Let me," and was like, "Yip yip," and I, and then the dragon just started flying. That's so awesome. I thought that yeah, that was great. Uh, I like that. So yeah, um, final thoughts. Um. Yeah, we 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 had a lot. News today. Um, yeah. Love love the Mass Effect thing. Uh, and in all transparency, we we weren't going to do anything until Henry mentioned it. So thank yeah. you, Henry. 
100 um, percent. you know uh he, he's a mass effect fan just like we're mass effect fans it's just i don't know if we've ever done anything for n7 day no we um, haven't yeah so this is the first time we've done it. maybe it's something we should do more often uh celebrate mass effect a little bit more i think everybody yeah. should do that everybody should take a step back and thank it should become a holiday i mean it is sort of no no it should become like official yeah but official holidays are trash yeah, but you could get a day off and place ends like Mass Effect on that day. No. It has to be mandatory. Like the backflip inspector will come and check. Oh, he doubles as the as the N seven day inspector. Yeah. Are we doing something Mass Effect related? Is that oh, fine? It's Andromeda. I'll let it slip. <laughs> uh, my final thoughts. Uh, we have a lot of great shows coming out. We have a lot of great content coming out. I can't wait to cover some of that stuff and just enjoy watching it. And, um, yeah, thanks for joining us on another episode of Los Wise Guys Podcast. If you like what you hear, don't forget to follow us on our social medias. Uh, if you notice, Disco wasn't here today. Um, he didn't play Mass Effect. So, actually, he did play Mass Effect, and he murdered his whole crew on the on the second game so we were like you can't be on this episode yeah you couldn't pick her he killed them all (laughs) so we were like nah son you can't be on this episode get the fuck out of here and um so uh go like subscribe share comment below uh liking and subscribe liking and subscribing is free for you to do and is very important for our channel to grow so thanks for helping us do that go check out the Los wise guys website I made some edits to the website, made it a little bit more simpler to navigate. Um, it is now one page, and everything is on the main page. So you have your YouTube videos. Actually, it's more than one page, but um, you have your YouTube videos on the first page with uh, with links going on to YouTube so you can check out the playlist. And you can go check out the podcast page, which has the audio um uh, players for those podcast episodes and it also will take you to other uh, your favorite podcast listening uh, app so go check out Los Wise Guys website thank you for listening and have a great week